0: Tonight's episode of Love Exchange Podcast. I am Kenya and I'm also joined by my co-host, Charlie. And we hope that you guys have had a great week. We're going to jump into tonight's topics here shortly. um, But we wanted to just say welcome. First of all, um, we would like to thank each and every one of you guys for joining us and listening to what may be our very first published episode of this podcast depending on how it goes. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Love Exchange Podcast. Some of you may know us um, and some of you may have heard of us and you're coming to see what we're about. So I hope that you hear something tonight in this podcast that will bring you back um, for more episodes to come. So we greatly appreciate you for joining us on tonight. So we are going to keep things moving along. And jump into some topics for today. Um, my quick little topic is that today we experienced snow here in the south. So we were excited about that. And it wasn't your average once every other year. One and a half inches of snow. There's about five to six inches of snow that fell today. And we were able to go out there and partake in a few snowball fights. And there is still snow stuck on the ground here in the great state of Mississippi. So we were greatly Excited about that, as you can imagine, us Southerners do not experience much of a snow day, so we took the opportunity to partake in that, and it was greatly fun. So, any topics for you today?
1: Yeah, um, how about President Trump is coming to Mississippi tomorrow to visit the uh, grand opening of the Civil Rights Museum? Um, my thoughts are that. Um, this could be uh, very interesting because we all know that uh, President Trump and his ideals on African Americans and what he feel like are um, just...
0: Can I ask one small request, though? If we're going to talk about him on this channel. Can I ask that you um, refer to him as 45, please? 45. Thank you. But you can't say both. You have to.
1: (laughs) to. What about if we just say that guy?
0: No, I mean 45 works. That guy. I like that. (laughs) 45 works. All right, moving along. Is that all on that topic? Um, Yeah, Well, I mean, for one, my thing on that before we move forward is um, there's two museum opening. There's a joint effort for the Mississippi History Museum and the Mississippi Civil Rights. And when I first heard about this story, I immediately thought that, hey, he's only going to do... The part about the Mississippi history, since it's the bicentennial for our our state, Um, he was going to partake in that because our governor, who his name shall not be mentioned on this podcast either, our governor invited him because he knew it would stir up controversy and it would be all over the media locally within the state because um, a lot of people do not want this to happen. A lot of people are boycotting this event. Um, And it's very sad that this great event, all the blood, sweat, and tears that went into setting up this museum, um, especially the Civil Rights Museum, it's going to have a lot of great history in it, I'm sure. Um, But a lot of it is getting clouded by the visit of 45, and a lot of people are canceling out them coming this weekend for the grand opening. They're going to wait and come when, you know, he's not around. I completely respect and understand that. However, I just feel like the attention is being taken away from the intent of this opening and it's being all put on 45. And I mean, that's what he thrives off of. So, you know, I really don't want to put any more energy into him. I would prefer to move right along. But if you have anything else to say about 45, do. Please do. I
1: do not have anything else to
0: say about 45. All right. So we're going to move right along to um, our topics for Tonight is fighting fair. Um, when you're in a relationship, there will often be times when disagreements will arise. What do you do to fight fair? Or how do you fight fair? What's your version of fighting fair? This is a, um, a barrier for me sometimes because I have often been the person that has to get the last word. I'm not saying that that's the right way to do it, but I'm just telling you. Before I start, what some of my views will be on that. Um, sometimes I just feel like, hey, if you say something challenging to me in the argument, I'm going to say something challenging back or I just want to get my point across. So how is fighting fair and what are some things that you can do in a relationship, whether it be in a uh, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, a husband, wife relationship, a friendship situation, what do you do? When the person that you're arguing with does not fight fair, you got anything
1: on that, John? That is an excellent question. Um, some of the things that, just to name a few, um, I would name to to keep yourself fighting fair is to just keep a calm. First of all, keep a calm level head. And the uh, second thing is just try to be respectful of the other person. Now, there are many ways that you can tell a person um, how you're feeling without being hurtful um, or unfair. Um, and you shouldn't uh, hold back your feelings just because you're in a relationship with that person. And you don't want hurt to hurt their feelings.
0: You should always let that person know. How you feel, and whether it's uh, hurtful or not. I agree. All great points. Um, I was able to find some information online doing some research on some do's and don'ts of fighting fair. Are you ready for them?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So the first one on the list is don't fear conflict. Going into that, a lot of people fear, you know, going to a person that they love, whether it be a friend whether it be a spouse or, you know, someone that you're in an intimate relationship with or just someone that you work with. A lot of people fear conflict because depending on the topic at hand, you don't know how the other person is going to take, you know, what you confront them about, right? You know, most of the time it's not a happy confrontation or it would have been happening by now. So if it's something that you fear um, that is going to cause an issue, you kind of hold it back. And then with holding it back, sometimes... You combust with anger because you let it build up. Out of fear of conflict, you let it build up because you feel that, hey, I'm not going to say anything. But then whatever you need to talk about with your spouse or your significant other, friend or coworker, whomever, family member, it happens continuously and then it just builds builds and builds and builds and builds. And then, bam, you say it. But it's ten times worse than what you would have said initially if you would have went on ahead and, you know, attacked it. Or not attacked, wrong choice of words. Confronted them when you first felt the way about whatever was going on. You want anything to add to that?
1: Well, yeah, um, just something that I was just thinking about. Me and, um, when you say fighting in an unfair, um, unfair, just some common things that, um, I feel like that is unfair. It's being obscene and objectified um, towards another person. It's just uh, on my short list right now. Um, That's being unfair. You know, you come to somebody with an attitude, and really you should just try to talk to them in a calm, mannerable voice. And, And like you said, conflict, a lot of people try to avoid conflict, but at the same time, you can still have conflict you can be an adult and have a conflict resolution. And if you come to somebody in a more manable voice than try to be obscene and objectified, then I think like the old saying goes, you can uh, bring, uh, get more bees with honey than you can with children or whatever.
0: True, and that works if you confront them initially in the early stages of it. But if you fear conflict and you keep holding on to it and then it builds up, that's where the attitude and resentment comes in at because you're getting angry. The person probably is not even aware that they're doing whatever they're doing to you. But then you confront them in a not-so-nice way, and then it blows up from there. Because, you know, you're going to butt heads with somebody. If you approach somebody with an attitude nine times out of ten, unless the person's emotional intelligence is on a thousand, um, and we'll get into that a few episodes from now about, You know, how to whip your emotional intelligence into shape. It's a very fantastic thing to be able to do. It it helps you out in life um, really good. It really helps you in life to have your emotional intelligence up to par. It helps you to deal with things in life. But back on topic, if you fear conflict, it can lead to things blowing up. And, you know, at that point, you kind of lose control of the situation because it's out of hand. The next one was attack the issue, not each other. I think that's a very good... One as well because sometimes, and I've always, I have even been, um, I've I've even learned from doing this. Like even just in general conversations or relationships with you know coworkers or friends. Like if there's an issue. Sometimes I have to remove the person out of it and think about the issue at hand because people come from so many different areas, regions, backgrounds, upbringings that you are not going to be on the same page with everybody. And your personality type is not the same, nine times out of ten. So you, you have to attack whatever the issue is and not the person um, because that can also lead to conflict as well. And that can take things from one level that where it may have been a general, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Um, if you go approach the person and you take it out on them and you go have this big blow-up, it, it moves it to another level where it could have just been a one-and-done type thing where you had the conversation and moved on. You have anything on that?
1: I do, uh, because um, at work we had, it wasn't a conflict between people. It was a conflict between uh, job duties. Um, and one thing that I learned with dealing with them was that, okay, this is the problem, how can we solve the problem? We're not pointing fingers anymore, because now we've identified the problem, how can we solve the problem? And that was just like what you were saying just then. Instead of pointing fingers and saying directly, hey, this is what you're doing to offend me or something, then it's better sometimes to just say, hey, this is the problem, how can we fix it?
0: Right. And then the more I deal with people in an arena where you're dealing with different personalities, people from different areas. And then when we come into certain situations, I've seen that the more you take the time and approach things a certain way, you'll get a better outcome. Um, And it may not always be favorable to you to say, hey, you know, I think we need to talk about this particular issue. Let's attack this. And I say, well, you did this. I'm guilty of that. I've came to you on occasions. And we've had, you know, and you have came to me on occasions where we've had conversations or we don't want to call them arguments. We want to say passionate conversations about things. And we attacked each other versus attacking the issue. And you really never get things solved that way because it turns into um, an ongoing conflict that goes on to another day. And our goal in our relationship is not to take things to another day. We want to squash it. And leave it where it is and hopefully resolve it right because it's all about resolution because if you don't it's gonna come back up and then it may be worse than it was before so attacking the issue not the not each other is a great way to go about it three is stay with the issue at hand that also goes back to one because if you hold on to things when you do explode you'll be going down the list of things well, you get on my nerves because you didn't change the trash bag in the garbage can in the bathroom. You left your pants on side of the bed. You didn't wash the socks like I told you the other day. You know, you'll go down the list. Then those are just examples. It could be anything. If it's a co-worker, you can say, well, you were late two days ago. You were late last week. You were late last month. You were late the month before that. Because you're holding on to these things. Instead of going ahead and, attack. you know, not attacking, but confronting. When it happens, right? Don't let it linger. So you can stay with the issue at hand because if it builds up, you're going to have a laundry list of stuff. And who wouldn't feel attacked if you came at them with all this stuff? Exactly,
1: exactly. And I think I, at one point in time, and then maybe I haven't changed, but I've noticed a change myself. Um, but I have seen that like, I would hold on to stuff and like, I wouldn't until it just built up. Until it was too much for me to carry and then I would just unload it all at one time. Well, that's not good for me or for the person that, whoever I was attacking. So, I, I found myself having to correct myself. So, that's just how I felt about it.
0: And self-correction is a, a great thing to have as an adult. Um, it's something that we should go ties back into emotional intelligence that we'll be getting into a couple of episodes from now. Um, it ties back into being able to identify when you are wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong, right? If you're a personality like myself and my husband can attest to this, I, you know, 99% of the time I am not wrong. But then there's that 1% that happens every few years, right? There's that 1% like every 10 years. We've only seen it happen once since we've been married for 12 years almost. So that one time, at that time, I wasn't practicing, you know, being true to myself when it comes to identifying when I am in the wrong. So I may have let that pass, but since... I've learned to correct myself before it even gets to that point. If I know that something I could have done better or if I could have approached the situation or if I could have apologized right off to kind of diffuse an issue, I'll I'll self-correct myself. It may not always be out loud so people can hear me. I might have that conversation internally and be like, girl, pump your brakes now, you know. You know, you got to tell yourself because, you know, in this life, the trajectory of how you handle things relationships are key um and then the love exchange is mostly relationship based as in spouse or you know girlfriend and boyfriend significant other but we also want to focus on our relationships in general and then by no means are we professionals on this we're just sharing as everyday people how we handle things and how we've seen growth within each other from being able to apply these things in life it's amazing When you start applying things that you research and study and see it, you know, manifest, it is truly amazing. And speaking for myself, and I'm sure Charlie can attest, self-correction comes in handy. It saves you from a lot of arguments when you're able to identify and, and, you know, put a pen in it, move on. Next topic, don't confuse the topic with the issue. You have anything on that? That's a tricky one.
1: It is tricky. The topic with the issue. So how, how would you define the topic
0: with the issue? That what? one is a little tricky, but here's what I would... This is my definition of it. And then if you guys have anything... I, I would say for don't confuse the topic with the issue, um, back to that, I would just say... I think to me now, I mean, and this is just totally my opinion on that because this is um, not an area where we want to infuse our beliefs and thoughts on anyone. We're just here to share things that may, you know, different gems in life that have helped us, that may help you along the way because we've had people to pour into us and help us and those things have helped us along the way. So we want to pay those things forward with the information that we've been given. Um, across the years and then things that we've seen by trial and error or things that we've experienced. So to me, I think that that will go into the, um, just don't confuse the issue with the topic like it says. Don't confuse the issue with the topic. Don't bring up things that you may already have underlining issues with. Say, for instance, if I always go back to number one, don't fear conflict. If there were things that I had not brought to you, And we ran into a topic that we were discussing. Don't bring all that up at the same time. Let's handle this particular issue that's fresh and new. Let's go ahead and nip that in the bud. When we get to a spot where we're clear and we understand going forward what our intentions are there, then we can have a general conversation and bring up other issues. I think people tend to explode when they get to the point where they're so upset and they bring up a laundry list going back to number two, attacking the issue, not each other. People bring up a laundry list of things and it just takes you off topic. You get so far down the road that in a topic that has nothing to do with what brought you to the, com- you know, to the conversation. So I, that's what I think from it. You have anything to add
1: to it? Yeah. Just, uh, I'm sitting here listening to you talking. Uh, I'm actually um, writing down a few notes as we, as we speak. Um, and I'm looking at this topic and I'm looking at the issues. Okay. Um, What we're talking about right now is going to be the topic and not the issue. So whatever that we're dealing with at this moment where we're having a a confrontation, uh, it's not the issue. So the topic that we're actually talking about right now, that's what we're dealing with. And, And we're not talking about the issues. So that's what I think it means when it says don't confuse the topic with the issues. Now, the topic may have something to do with the issues, but the issues are the underlying reason of the topic. So, let's deal with the topic that we're currently on. That's what I can hear.
0: Yeah, and like I said, you know, nine times out of ten, most adults have all these things going on in life where, you know, their attention is being taken away. Attention is, being, yeah. Attention is being taken away because we're focusing on so many things that go on in life, whether it be throughout the day, um, whether it be at work, whether it be with our families, whether it be with our spouse, whatever the cause may be. Um, you don't want to bombard somebody with a whole bunch of issues. Um, especially if it's a heated conversation because the, all the conflicts are not going to be resolved because they're not going to hear everything and it's not going to soak in. That's just my opinion. So you may feel like, Hey, just lay it all out on the table. Let's talk about each and every issue. But I personally don't want to talk about all issues that I may have with somebody. If we're in the middle of a heated conversation, because I just think the outcome is not going to be the same. And it always goes back to number one. Number one is just awesome. It's my favorite one on the list um about don't fear conflict talk about those things when they happen don't carry it over over so you'll never get to a point where you have to bring up a laundry list of stuff that's how to avoid it number five is don't downplay the issue um downplaying the issue could be if your spouse or your significant other sister brother family member Coworker, if they feel very, very, very em- emotional about something, or they feel a way, and you may feel that it's something little, this is because how you are and how you would view it. Let's not downplay some how somebody else feels about something. Everyone's entitled to their own feelings. Hear them out first, you know, before you say, "Oh, that's a little thing." I, you know, again, have been. <laughs> I went through that where somebody came to me, and you know, maybe they called me, or even if it was with me and Charlie. He came to me with something he felt engulfed about. He was very passionate about it. And I was like, that's all? But also I had to take myself out of that and realize that it, it it could be something that's very well important to them. And you never want somebody that you love to feel like you're not there and you don't care about their feelings. And that is one of the main ways to show somebody that you don't care about their feelings is to downplay an issue um, even if it's something that you disagree with, you want to be a listening ear and hear them out. And you want to be respectful in the way that you answer to that. And you don't always want to start off with, that's all. Um, like I said, I'm guilty of that in the past. I have since corrected that through self-correction and um, acknowledging those things. Hubby doesn't feel like I have. Can you elaborate? Um, no, I'm, I'm all right. Well, I mean, you made the face over there, and, and you know, we're going to be transparent, and we want to make sure that these things are accurate and honest. So if you feel like there's more to add to that, please do so. Well, sometimes I, I
1: do feel like you feel like I've, I've been not childish, but some of the stuff that I feel like is unfair, and you be like, no, it's not unfair. It's just you and you. What does that mean? I don't
0: know. That's the vibe that I get. But that, I mean, like when you say me being me, that that will let the audience know one or two things. Either I am a complete butthead to deal with, or I'm very, I'm I'm number five, I'm downplaying the issue. And, you know, I've admitted to having that issue in the past, but I've since corrected that. So (laughs)
1: let's
0: be completely clear about what you're saying. You're saying that this has been things that have happened in the present or is not something that has thank you for correcting that. Okay. All right, number six is don't withdraw. Um, a lot of men are guilty of this and you guys don't shoot me down in the emails and the comments. Don't shoot me down because this is just my opinion. These are things that I have seen over the years and information that I have gotten and you know, my communications and sharing relationship advice with Friends and co-workers and family members. A lot of male will withdraw from issues if it gets to the point where they feel like they're backed against the wall, or they feel like um, you're not listening to them, or their feelings are not being validated. They will withdraw. I've never had an issue with withdrawing from something. I will not give up on the issue. Usually, my opponent. We'll give up before I do because, I, you know, again, I do want to hear both sides. But if I feel passionate about something, regardless of whether we agree, agree or disagree, I will not withdraw myself from the conflict or from the, the topic or the discussion um, just because we don't agree with something. Um, you have anything on that? Yeah.
1: the Most men, they will withdraw because they, when they feel a certain way about something, they're gonna do two things. They're gonna leave or they're gonna push you out. And
0: but why? Just... But then see, that's the thing. Um, we want to understand it, and I'm sure that our women in our audience would would like to understand that um, the single women, women who are looking, are involved, you know, in dating right now, engaged, or you know, newly married couples. If they're going through that, they, I mean, why though? Why you said that because they would need to do most most one or two men things?
1: Don't not say not physical fights but like words of fighting you know like
0: but what if it's just a general conversation and but it's just they're not agreeing on the topic of discussion why do you withdraw sometimes it's not working like say but when, that goes back to don't downplay the issue I mean, who are you to validate what somebody else's issue is I'm it's important because you want to hear them out
1: no, no, some, that's what I'm saying. It's, we may be having an argument or whatever it is, but sometimes it may not even be important enough for me to get upset for me to argue with you. So I'll walk away
0: or... But that means I'm you are saying, downplaying the issue that downplay- your spouse has. Not downplaying the it's issue. not fair though. It, Boy, you want to resolve downplay- it because it's going to come back up. You want to resolve I'm not resolve saying it.
1: that's what I do. I'm just saying like, okay, I got single friends that work, not single friends, but even married guys that work with me or something. But even then, they would be like, well, you know, me and
0: my wife were having this conversation. And she started fussing and stuff. Man, I walked out. You know, now I don't want to hear that. Again, that will not help the problem. That, to me, will hurt it. We can agree to disagree on that one. I want to get some emails. I want to get somebody that is currently going through this. We want to also hear both, <clears throat> all sides of the story. Um, We can only come from our experience with this and and from conversations with people that we are around that have these issues. And I've had conversations a lot about this particular topic. Um, So I would love to hear what you fellas and what you ladies think about this whether you know, identify yourself in the subject line, identify the topic. Tonight's topic is fighting fair. Um, You can put that, you can put if you want your name to remain anonymous, we will not share your information. You know, we, we're not here to do that. We're here to um, better ourselves as a whole and move forward and have healthy, happy relationships in life because that's what it's all about. All right. So next is be open about what you need. I mean, that's pretty good and dry. Be honest. Um, Don't be passive about what you need. Sometimes it might not be translated well to the other person on the other side of the um, conversation, but you do want to be open and honest because how do you expect someone to fulfill that for you if they're not aware of what you need? Next is find the real emotion beneath your anger. If you come into a situation and you're angry, are you angry at the current topic at hand? Are you hangry? angry about something um that you resent your spouse for um in the past so you want to identify that and that goes back to that's another way of saying check your emotions um i've <laughs> i i do not want to make this all about me but god i've been through so many things and i've had so many so much growth over the years so i can come from a lot of this from personal experience um i was you know start an argument Over the smallest thing because I was mad about something that I felt was big, but I could not attack that directly So I would start an argument over something like oh, I want to watch TV I want to watch my show, but you're watching something But there was another underlying issue that I wanted to get to but I kicked the argument off With that little small issue and then you know, it would escalate to getting to the point where Words would be exchanged and then finally the true meaning of this argument would come out not a good thing. I don't suggest that to anybody. Um, like I said, those are things that have happened in the past. I've since grown past it, and you will too. And we will all do this together. Um, Guys, in ending, we just want to say again, thank you, thank you. We don't know if this episode will make the final cut for our first episode, but we are excited. This is something that we've put a lot of thought and research into, and we felt that this was a great avenue for us to share and um, meet new people, hear from you guys, whether you're in a relationship, single, um, if you're dating, if you're just sitting out there preparing yourself for somebody. Everybody, is, This is the audience is for everyone um, that you want to build relationships because, again, that's what it's all about is building healthy relationships. We want to thank you for joining us on tonight's episode of the Love Exchange Podcast. I am Kenya, also known as Wifey.
1: And I am Charlie, also known as Dubs.
0: We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Love Exchange Podcast. Until then, love, peace, and soul.